State made a few mistakes, uh, particularly in the special teams category, but they made some mistakes in others as well and just couldn't come out of there with a win against Arkansas in a close ball game. I want to tell you why, in my opinion, they lost, and it's not entirely because of officiating. Better than average. You play football. A football? Oh, no. Juggernaut of a podcast. Better than average. It's like a radio show that's not on the radio. Coach, it's a great day for you, huh? Yeah, it's better than average, I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right, welcome into the Better Than Average podcast presented by Mississippi Land Bank. And just a reminder that uh, they support this and so so many other things, too, that, that I do and that others do in relation to sports throughout Mississippi and all different levels and schools and high school and everything. So support them. And if you're in North Mississippi, you ever have a land need, buying or selling, that's where you want to go. Trust me on that. It's Mississippi Land Bank. Find them online at mslandbank.com. Yeah, I'm going to talk about officiating, you know, and how it played out, a couple of those specific things. That seems to be on everybody's mind, and and rightfully so. There's one glaring issue that was at, Maybe the crucial time of the game for State's defense. It gave Arkansas a first down down there on the winning drive, and the game really should have been over if it was called correctly. That is true. Okay, that is true. We're not getting away from that. And I'm also not trying to come in here and pretend to be the smartest guy in the room by, you know, telling you why we're all wrong that the officiating didn't affect the game. It did affect the game. But I think you do also have to consider a football game in its totality, in the whole thing, right? There are calls in the first quarter, second quarter, that affect the outcome. And we certainly, we, we kind of think, we have these recency ideas in our head, and we think that the call right at the end affects the outcome more so than a call or a no call earlier in the game. But maybe it doesn't. Really, because points are points, whether they happen in the first quarter or the fourth quarter. So I will get to officiating. I'm going to address a couple of those things I saw from my vantage point in the booth. Okay, but I'm not going to do that first. Here's what I'm going to do first, and I hope you'll hear this. I'm about to tell you the four main reasons that Mississippi State lost the game at Arkansas. Okay, and we'll do that right now. Why did State lose the game? Final score, 31-28. And as we know, a field goal at the end, had it gone through, is going to send us to overtime. Didn't happen. Here's why State lost the game. Number one, State's first points in the ballgame didn't come until there were seven seconds left in the first half. That's too slow of a start for most teams to overcome on the road in the SEC against a more-than-capable football team, okay? So that's number one. You waited too late to get started on offense. Number two reason you lost, you missed three field goals, one of those a 23-yarder. You know, when you get out past 40, the percentages go down, and you're still expected to make those. But you missed three field goals, but one of them's a 23-yarder that's an automatic three points and should be every single time, right? So that's reason number two you lost. You could argue there's nine points, but a minimum of there's three points where you got to make at least one of those, particularly the short one. The number three reason you lost is you forced no turnovers on defense. And coupled with that, the fourth reason you lost the game 
is because we gave up over 200 yards rushing to Arkansas. And it's a team that runs it well, and we know that. And But this is one where State's defense couldn't really, at the end of it all, limit their strength on offense. Couldn't do it. It means that Arkansas, as run-heavy as they are, was able to go into the game and walk to the line of scrimmage and basically tell you, hey, boys, you know we're running it, we know we're running it, and guess what? We're still going to run it. So there are the reasons, in my opinion. Those are the reasons State couldn't pull out the win, not as much officiating in this game, and I'm going to tell you why. But let me go back through them real quick. If I go back to point number one, you know, you go on the road, you're playing, like I say, a, a a good football team. I don't care if they're ranked or not. They're they're a good football team. You you can't have that slow of a start on offense, and certainly Arkansas had a lot to do with it. And at, you look up at the end of it, State still almost racked up 500 yards of offense. But the fact that the first points you put on the board were with seven seconds left in the first half shows you what a tough first half it was offensively. They're up 13 to nothing, and and had just basically. You know, I think Arkansas came into that game wondering and hoping they could hold you out of the end zone. Well, the entire first half they did, and their confidence level shot way up there as a football team, as a fan base in the stadium and everything. So, you know, and you have to keep in mind that everything State's skill players experience this year, they are experiencing it for the first time. And this is what I mean by that. You know, Will Rogers has never started a game at Arkansas before. Uh, Dylan Johnson, Woody Marks, Makai Polk, um, Rara Thomas, you know, Ford, Calvin, Wally. Everybody you depend on touching the football has never played in that stadium before. Now, yeah, you've played in big atmospheres. You went to A and M one, but you do keep in mind that you know you're going to have ups and downs. There is some inconsistency. There has been all year some inconsistency on offense. It has been all year, starting with the first game. And like I've told you here on the podcast, you know, by the time you get in the first game, you kind of are who you are and you start chipping away at it throughout the year to get better. It's not like you just flip a switch and eliminate stuff, right? You, and that's what we've seen. They're kind of inconsistent at times and can really put up points and yards in a hurry once they get hot. But – when they're not hot, it, it's not good. And so that's the case. Um, and they probably tell you that. You, you can't go on. It's ha- really hard to win on the road in the SEC if it takes you almost the first 30 minutes of the ball game to finally get going on offense, right? So that's a big reason for it. Now, I'm not getting into specifics right now as to what they did. I'm still kind of in the process. Go back and watch. You know what they were doing defensively. I don't think there were any tricks going on um, that I could see during the ball game. Uh, you know, tricks. I'm meaning like you know defensive alignments you didn't recognize or blitzes you didn't see, and it wasn't that kind of stuff. I just felt like for the first you know 25 minutes of the game, Arkansas's defense was a little faster. They tackled. They certainly tackled better than uh, Kentucky, who you saw last week, and. They just got you off balance. Um, you know, a week after going 36 for 39, Will started the ball game 0 for 4. You know, you started the ball game with two three and outs in your first two possessions. So 
you know, it was just you couldn't start that way against an offense on the other side that was going to run the ball some and chew up clock and stay on the field, which they did. Um, and, you know, defensively, they were able to force some field goals right in that first half, which kept the game within reach. And so the defense gets a tremendous amount of credit for what they did in the first half. Complimentary football, that's one way to do it, is if the other guy's offense isn't playing well, you got to play pretty well defensively, at least keep it within two scores, and they did that. But, again, a big reason you lose because you it took too long to get going on offense. You can't start slow like that on the road. Well, you can and overcome it, and they almost did. It's just really hard to do it. You, you put yourself kind of against it having to pull one out like that. you got to start better. Now, you go to the field goals, all right, and the last one, you know, Snap was not great. Holder did a pretty good job just to get it down, give you a chance, but you really didn't have a chance. Snap kind of fouled it all up, and it's a long one. You know, the first two from Rees, I guess the, the short one was the first one, right, that he missed. And yeah, second quarter was a 23-yard deal. You just got to make that. You know, and as a team, as an SEC team, when you got a 23, a 46, and a 40, you know, to not make any of them, that's just a – it's just an indictment. You know, it wasn't protection issues, anything like that. It's just strictly on snap, hold, kick. Those three guys, snap, hold, kick. And they have to have it worked into such a routine that it's almost automatic. And then you look at it, you want to make a direct comparison. Arkansas uh, had four attempts. They went three for four. They hit a 46, a 48, and a 51. So direct contrast if you're looking just at the scoreboard in a 31-28 game, their kicker won the game for them, and State's uh, kicking unit lost it for them. I mean, you could say it that way. So there it is. You know, you didn't force any turnovers. State only committed one, and that was the interception in the first half. That was a heck of a play by Morgan, the linebacker for Arkansas, who's a really good player, uh, by the way. All those linebackers are impressive. But um, you didn't create one. You never got them to lay it on the ground, never got that tip ball, force it into a bad throw. It, and it seemed like at any point in the game, especially in the second half, if State's defense had done that, things could have, you know, the momentum could have really gotten away from them. It's almost like, you know, their fan base, as this State kept coming on offensively, was looking for something bad to happen to their offense, and it never did. So State unable to force a turnover. And then, of course, the rushing yards, you know. Johnson had over 102 rushing touchdowns on 17 carries, and that's a big thing, too, is he's averaging over six yards per carry right there. Um, they use Burks in every way, and I know I haven't even touched on the game that he had, and he he's great. He might have been the best player on the field altogether. Uh, he was that good, and you could tell that they were looking for every way possible to use him and get him the ball, use him as a decoy, force you to cover him to get people out of the box and run it and all those things. That's to their credit. He had six catches for 82 yards. But six catches, 82 yards, and a touchdown is not going to beat you. 191 yards passing is not going to beat you. But 202 on the ground can get you beat on a road when you know the offense starts slow, you're not making kicks. And, you know, and then the offense, with all that said – uh, figured out a way to go down and give uh, the team the lead, and the defense couldn't hold the lead. And just there it is. Now, I want to talk officiating um, because I know it is a hot topic, and I think rightfully so it did affect the game. But I can't 
included in the reason State lost the game, and I'm about to tell you why. And I know that some of y'all think that I'm crazy and that it's blasphemy because that last call against Emerson, you know, if they don't call that, State wins a game and pulls this thing out, steals one effectively. And they shouldn't have called it because it wasn't the penalty. It's, a, it's an official calling something that he thought he saw, and then you could see clearly in replay that it didn't actually happen. It's kind of a cheap call. Uh, and I get all those things. I, I, I get it. Admit it openly. But you got to do other things better so that something like that doesn't matter is what I'm saying. Um, and that's the approach you have to have as a coach or a player. So on the officiating side, State had 10 penalties for 78 yards. Arkansas had 11 for 78 yards. So 21 penalties combined. Arkansas had one more than State did. They both were penalized for exactly the same yardage, 78 yards in the game. So a mathematician will tell you it cancels out. Okay? And how about this? Here's here's five points on officiating. Number one. The officials let holding go throughout the game for both teams. Arkansas did get away with what looked like some holding. Out on the edge, it was early, it was middle, it was late in the game. They got away with some. State got away with some too. I'll give you an example. You go back and look on the scoring drive before halftime. What led to the pass interference call on Austin Williams in the very next play, State scored on touchdown pass to Wally. And uh, it was 13-7 to at half. They scored with seven seconds left. But on that drive earlier, you'll see a play. I think it was a second down play where um, Will Rogers stepped up in the pocket and then ran to his left and sort of slipped out of the pocket to his left and threw it up the field against his body. And you had a diving catch for Austin Williams for over 20 yards. I think it was like a 24-yard reception. So if you go back and watch that play – Charles Cross got away with a really obvious hold, I felt like, at left tackle. I saw it during the game, even mentioned on the broadcast. I think we got away with one right there. They're letting holding go for both teams. They let us get away with one right there because he did hold him. He did hold the defensive end, kind of had him hooked up around the top. And that the holding is what allowed Will to escape. So we were the beneficiary of a call right there, or a non-call. Okay, And I have no problem with non-calls especially if it's a game where you're kind of letting them play. You don't want to call 15 holding penalties. You're kind of letting holding go for both teams. Okay, I'm fine with that. I think most players are okay with that. Let it go. Let us play. Just you know, don't call the ticky-tack ones. Call it if it's really obvious, that sort of thing. That was one that looked pretty obvious, but State, they let the play go. They didn't get called. It gets a big first down up the field, and a few plays later, you get a pass interference, and then you score. Okay, so number one, the penalty yardage was the same at the end of the day. And then number two, you know, they let both teams get away with some holding, and I'm okay with that. You know, if you're making sure you're not calling stuff you don't see, make sure you see it and call it. Otherwise, if you let some stuff go, I'm okay with that. Okay. Number two, uh, it was pass interference on uh, against uh, Arkansas on that play on, to Austin Williams on the goal line, and then State scored the next play to Wally to go into halftime with points. Um, when I saw the play live during the game, I didn't think that it was obvious. I thought it was very much a bang-bang call. It looked really close to me. Even when I saw the replay in the stadium and in the booth, I looked at it and I thought, mm, I don't know, that's pretty close. 
you know, I, I understood why Arkansas would argue it and think that they didn't do it and that kind of thing. I, and so I kind of thought, well, maybe we might have been gifted one right there. It was pretty much a bang-bang play. When I saw, came back home, watched the replay, and slow it down, and see, you could definitely clearly see that Austin Williams is going to catch that ball for a touchdown with where it was thrown, even though the coverage was tight. And the way Austin plays, if you don't interfere, he just catches the ball. We know that. But the Arkansas defender did uh, bump him early and clearly knocked him forward where he had no chance to make a play on the ball, and it definitely was interference. Okay, That's interference. It was the right call. And so to those of y'all, my friends who I told, I don't know if they interfered with him, they did. Okay, You're right on that. <clears throat> and so that wasn't a gift of a call. It was the right call. It was a bogus call against Emerson at the end of the ballgame. On that fourth down, State had him stopped. Ball went incomplete because Burke slipped down. There was a little contact at the top of the route. They stacked the receivers out there, two of them, and Emerson stayed out and caught him as he went in to make the outbreak. It was perfect coverage. It was designed perfectly. And he contacted him at the top of the route at four yards before he makes his outcut. And when he did, he didn't hold him. He didn't knock him down. Um, they just came to a little bit of a contact, and then you could see that Burke's feet slipped out from under him, and it was a really poor call by the official uh, because he's calling something that he thought he saw, and then when you see the replay, you can clearly see you can see what he thought he saw, but you can see it didn't happen. And so any coach, player, anybody will tell you, I feel the same way. If you let stuff go because you're not sure, we can handle that. But if you're calling things that didn't exist – that's a real problem. Okay, well, that was that's, that's what that was. You know, it shouldn't have been a call. That should have been ball game. And for everything that I've said in this podcast, you state they don't call that, you know, and state seals the game up and steals that win considering the way they started on offense and the way they played <laughs> in some ways. Okay, that's just the truth. But it gave them a new set of downs, and here they go. And, you know, on the, the touchdown play that gave him the lead down on the goal line, there were several people pointing out that that should have been a false start. The left guard and left tackle did get a little bit of an early start. And I went back and watched it, but I think it's too close to call it. And I think it's so close that it kind of takes watching it in slow-mo to see them clearly get started moving uh, blocking to the right right there before the ball is actually snapped. But it's really bang, bang, certainly in real time. And I, the more I went back and watched it, the more I could see why an official wouldn't call it in real time because it was so bang, bang close. Yeah, they got a little bit of a half step early, started moving, but it was, it was sort of in unison with the snap count and then the ball coming, and you have to slow it down in order to see it. So I didn't think it was egregious enough for them to call that. So anyway, to be fair, I came back and decided that just watching it, you, you do have to slow it down to see it. The officials don't have the benefit of slowing something down, and I didn't feel like it was an egregious enough false start to you know, have expected them to call that on that particular play. Um, so one of those, if they do call it, I don't know that there's going to be a tremendous argument and then everybody watching TV would see it in replay and go, okay, well, he barely started early. But the thing is, that happens so much. It happened a bunch against Memphis. Y'all remember we talked about that. And the ones, I remember those ones against Memphis were much more egregious. 
that didn't get called. The, the false starts guys starting early on their offensive line was much more egregious. They didn't call those. This one was not as egregious as those. And So anyway, that's my take on that one. Um, there were other calls. You know, obviously you get 21 penalties. There's lots that's called, but there were a lot that wasn't called. So I don't know. I just felt like as a whole officiating crew probably didn't have their, their best day. Um, I'm okay with letting some holding go as long as you're just going to call the obvious ones on both sides. And they did call some holding, obviously. Um, they had a call against State that um, gave Arkansas a new life after a fourth down stop. Does it affect the game? You bet it does. But overall, um, I go back to everything I started with, and that is, you know, if, you, if you're going to have a day where defense gives up 200 yards rushing, then the offense is going to have to start faster and going to have to score more than 28 points. Um, if the other team's going to hit three long field goals, including one over 50, then your guy has to at least hit a 23-yarder. And if you have three attempts, you need to hit more than zero, right? I mean, that's pretty obvious. And then, um, you know, with the style of defense we play, and you're going to t- on the road, and we talk about complimentary football, it's hard to win. You give up 200 yards rushing. It just is. So there you go. Those are my thoughts on the ball game. You know, I didn't even – here I am at the end of the podcast. I didn't even really touch on the positives, and there are lots of positives. But I think State's gotten this program to a point where – you know, they expect to win. They expected to win that game at Arkansas. Uh, it's obvious they had the capability of winning that game at Arkansas, and you don't. So I don't I don't know that any coach or any player really cares if anybody looks for positives after you lose a game because that's the point is to win it. And at least that's the way I'd feel about it. But it was a positive day. Makai Polk had a 100-yard receiving day on eight catches. Um Ra-Ra Thomas, a couple of touchdowns for him. Good to see that. He's becoming a playmaker for you. Will Rogers goes 75%, 36 of 48, 417, four touchdowns, didn't have the one pick. Thought he was good. Woody Marks was outstanding on the day. Uh, running and catching again. And, um, you know, defensively, you, you come away with three sacks, six tackles for loss. You did some good stuff. You just couldn't create that turnover. Uh, it was kind of the big thing. And when you you know, you got blocked a lot on the defensive front, too. You know, you don't want a safety to necessarily be your leading tackler. Sean Preston led you with nine tackles on the day. You know, Wheat had eight, including a sack. I thought he played pretty well. But um, And Cam Young played well. You know, his numbers are pretty good after the ball game. But, um, you know, just look. I mean, sum it up this way. They uh, – their offense made just a few more plays in the game than State's offense did, which includes the field goal area, putting points on the board. Their defense made just a couple more plays in the game than State's defense did. And their special teams units made two or three more plays in the game than State's did. And you get a 31-28 road loss. you got to play good and fast and have great energy on the road to win. And they'll maybe learn from that and – get off to a better start this week on the road at Auburn, which is a really tough task. But if they play well, it's a winnable game. And that's just a fact. All right, thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you on the next one.